Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We here at the Puckle Podcast would like to wish you guys a happy new year. So let's ring in the new year, guys. We'll see you next week with episode 372. I look forward to seeing you guys in 2019. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! And welcome to the 371st episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, and today I've got a couple of wonderful gentlemen as co-hosts today, the first of which being the the great Mr. Maximus. Howdy ho, people. How you guys doing? <laughs> I didn't expect that intro from you. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got our favorite carrying apparatus, Basket. Howdy ho! I expected that from you. <laughs> and as always, we're here to bring you the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, the show that we made up a nonsensical name for back in 2007. But we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to even, I think we talked a little bit last week about Pokemon Ranger, which was a lot of fun, actually, to, re- to reminisce about Pokemon Ranger. And so, welcome back if you're old, welcome if you're new. We got a great show lined up for you guys today, and we hope to have some fun with it. Have you guys ever played Pokemon Ranger? Have you ever destroyed the bottom half of a 3DS or a DS? I have never. (laughs) That was a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't realize, I forgot about it, but like the one thing about Pokemon Ranger that I really liked, and I said this last week, was that Pokemon Ranger had events, essentially, inside of them, like... Uh, the first Pokemon Ranger, you could transfer a Manaphy egg from Pokemon Ranger to Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. The second Pokemon Ranger had like a Deoxys and a Darkrai that you could trade over from Pokemon Ranger to Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. And then like wow, the third... what an upgrade! <laughs> yeah, well, also another Manaphy egg too on top of that. And then the third Pokemon Ranger is like, hey, here have a Shaman and also have like another Manaphy egg or something like that. <laughs> it was absurd. But I I could I didn't remember that. I couldn't believe it though. Lots of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, though. Or not Mystery Dungeon. Uh, Pokemon Ranger. I do miss that game to an extent. I, too bad it's dead, because there's definitely no way to like re make that happen again on the Switch. 
No way. Also, it hasn't. We haven't had an iteration of Pokemon Rangers since like Gen Four. Also, probably dead because of that. <laughs> it's it's whatever. They probably killed it off a long time ago. Well, how's everything going with you guys? How, how how's everything been going, Maximus? Everything's been going fine. Just holiday season. Now, just, How, like, yeah. If anyone who know who who just works during this holiday season has to deal with other people, you know exactly what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> I'm sure we all do. I'm sure. Oh man, I can believe that. How about you, Max or Basket? Not Maximus. I already asked Maximus. Basket. How how's everything going with you? How's life? The universe. Pokemon. <laughs> uh, it's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. I did have to work a little over the holiday, but it was around the holiday. I didn't have to. Have, I didn't have to work Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Which oh, was that's really cool. nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, and I went to go see my little brother um, up in uh, Gold Bar, mm. uh, so that was cool. Yeah, that was pretty much my my holiday season. I played a little bit of Alpha Sapphire. Ooh, and so I basically did that with my little vacation time. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's nice. That's actually pretty nice. Uh, did you get pretty far? Uh, yeah. Um, I got to. Mount Pyre. Ooh. And then I stopped because I really didn't want to go through all that water. <laughs> and it's been like it's been like ten days. And I'm I'm just kinda like, eh, maybe I'll play Sun again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'd rather play Sun and Moon again or if I'd rather go through that water. Because they're both kind of a slug. I don't know. I, personally, as far as like gameplay pacing, I think it's wonderful mm. story-wise i think it's a slog i honestly think that there's enough to do there's enough different pokemon especially when you're doing a nuzlocke it's kind of like nuzlocking x and y because mm. it's not quite as as massive but x and y had so many different pokemon in every section of grass that you could get so it's like you get a different team almost every time you play through yeah 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 so gameplay-wise, when you're doing a Nuzlocke on either one of those, it's actually a lot of fun. I don't know. I think I prefer just the story of X and Y, personally, just because it doesn't feel as much of a drag, more or less, because we ask for more story in Pokemon games, and then they give us Sun and Moon, which probably, after Gen 5, has one of the best stories in a Pokemon game. And totally. they, do, they do a really good job like building up this narrative, and it, it's, it's done really well. I the problem with it though is that it's just kind of it's so handholdy. That's yeah. my biggest problem with Sun and Moon is it's just so handholdy and it's just like here's a flag go to your next location. It doesn't really allow for exploration as much in my opinion to be just to be like oh hey go to the flag go over mm-hmm. there and then you just miss over like I think the first time I played Sun and Moon I completely missed an area that just had like one of the Z crystals just lying in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I missed out on Psyche MZ just because I didn't even realize that there was an area I could go in because the flag didn't take me there. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I I really just, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hoping they fix some of these things in Gen 8. There won't be a bottom screen, so maybe they won't put a flag there. So, let's see, though. We'll see. Uh, For Christmas, I got some really cool Pokemon stuff, though. The big thing that I got that I really, really appreciated was a, what is it called? the the gold and silver volumes of the manga i'm oh, really excited cool. i'm really excited about that i will i put it's one of those things i put on my christmas list like every year for like the past four or five years and then they <laughs> just never buy me and then they bought it for me and i'm like oh this is great because the gold and silver manga in my opinion is just really difficult to find a good translation online uh-huh and they found a and so now that's the official translation it's going to be a consistent translation the entire time reading it 
I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We'll have to do an episode on the Gold and Silver manga. I'm very excited to talk about it. I think we have to do yellow first, though. I think we talked about red, green, and blue and not yellow. Uh, we should definitely just do like a series of episodes about that, though. I, I think the manga is definitely the way to experience Pokemon as a story, in my opinion. Yeah. Other, yeah. other than that, I got like a... My parents bought me like a projector. Mm. I don't know what I'm going to use it for, but I've got it now. We have I have a projector now that we can just go ahead and project things with. <laughs> I might build. Well, my if own. it's got, oh, if go it's ahead. Got like a um, uh, like an HDMI hookup, then you can just like paint paint a wall white, and then like. Oh, they bought me a screen. They bought me a screen oh, okay. with it. The screens are pretty oh, okay. cheap. They're only like twenty bucks. You can buy like a mm. decent screen for twenty bucks. How big is it? Uh, it's it's as big as the as the projector is rated for, which is like hundred and seventy inches diagonally. So it's pretty big. You can get pretty big picture out of it. I mean, it'd be really cool for something like PuckleCon or something where we're all, like, getting around to play games and stuff and we want to, like, watch something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It's got HDMI. You can throw a Switch on it. No mm-hmm. problem. And we could just throw up, you know, Pokemon battles on Switch on a projector. And we don't need to rent projectors from anybody or do anything. So we've got something like that, which is really cool. That is pretty cool. Uh, I'm re- that's That's, like, it was one of those things I put on my list because it's just, like, I would never buy this for myself, but it'd be cool to have one. Right. And <laughs> priorities. <laughs> Yeah. And projectors are getting pretty cheap on Amazon. Just FYI, anybody in the projector market, they're like super cheap. I asked my my mom and dad and my wife for a scanner with an 11 mm-hmm. by 17 bed. Yeah. And my wife was supposed to tell, like, my parents and her were supposed to communicate and be like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to get this thing. You get this thing, right? So I ended up with two scanners for Christmas, which isn't a big deal. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. But both of them, the size of the full scanner was 11 by 17, mm-hmm. and the bed was 8 by 12. Ah. Or 8, sorry, uh, 8 by 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, man, like, so close, guys. So we close. We turned both of them <laughs> by a bigger scanner. Yeah, but the problem <laughs> is, is that the, the, the price, like, I think I, I looked it up, and both their scanners were something like around $80 each. Mm. And when you jump up to... 11 by 17 bed scanners. Yeah. Um, which is the size of comic book pages that you draw on, by the mm-hmm. way. That's why I needed the, it jumps from like 80 to $120 for like a decent one all the way up to like 250 to four for like the lowest end model. So mm-hmm. it's like the, it's crappy, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but I got a lot of, I got a lot of uh, fun stuff too. Yeah. Oh, and Maximus, you get anything cool for Christmas? Oh, holy cash. I got a table. <laughs> Ooh, that's actually... I I bought a kitchen table on Craigslist for $200, and it was probably the thing that made me the most excited this year out of literally anything. Because <laughs> I'm just like, now I can adult. I have a kitchen table. That's where we'll end it. I don't want to talk too much about Christmas. We got a little bit of Pokemon news to talk about, so let's kick it on over to the news. <laughs> And on to the news. In the news, we have very little because this was the holidays and there wasn't very much announced. Turns out that Pokemon also took a Christmas vacation. 
<laughs> so if you play Pokemon Go, there's a few things to talk about. First of all being the EX raid boss has changed to Deoxys attack form because they can't let you change the forms like in the game. You have to have one of every kind and it makes Pokemon Go stupid. Which, by the way, if you're into Pokemon Go, Deoxys attack form is higher than Mewtwo as far as like damage output right now. So keep that in mind. Also, if you're playing Pokemon Go, the research is changing in January. It's not as exciting as everybody thought. Uh, it is, in fact, when you go and you turn in your research, you can either get Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, Raikou, Entei, Soikun, Lugia, and Ho-Oh. So Lugia and Ho-Oh were added to the pool of Pokemon you can get when you complete your research. I'm really upset that it, it's one of eight and two of them are Lugia and Ho-Oh because I need Lugia and Ho-Oh. But if I go and I do it four times this month and I don't get one of them, I'm going to be so pissed. Yeah, you, you might get like nine Articuno. <laughs> yeah, I'll end up getting like three Articuno and like a Soikun, and like I have all of them because I went through and did it, but I don't have Lugia and Ho-Oh. I've been waiting for Lugia and Ho-Oh to hit the research and like have a month of Lugia and have a month of Ho-Oh, but they just kind of t- tossed them in. It's just one of those frustrating things about Pokemon Go for me, the inability to affect capture rates yeah. and not be able to be guaranteed something. I, di- I just so dislike it. Like if I put the time and effort in, I want to be able to pull out a Lugia or a Ho-Oh, but there's no guarantee right now. Also, the holiday event in Pokemon Go is still going on until January 2nd, I believe. From right now until, well, this is going to be over by the time you listen to this, but while you're listening to this, incubator efficiency is going to be doubled from December 30th to January 2nd. So make sure you keep up with that if you're interested. So Game Freak actually sent out a little note in Fatismu this past month. They said, ahead of the new year, Game Freak have sent out their usual New Year's letter in the Fatismu magazine within this. While thanking for a good 2018, they briefly mentioned 2019, in which they say they are hoping to surprise players. At present, they have not elaborated further, but will provide all news so they haven't actually said what's going on it's probably some kind of inkling towards what the 2019 game is going to be i'm sure they're going to surprise us in some way because i don't know what the game is going to be in general it's probably going to be like oh here's the cool legendaries and it's just going to be like an animated number one and an animated number zero and it won't be nearly as exciting are they going to surprise me with a pokemon conquest 2 that will probably never happen the problem with conquest was I think instead of Conquest, I think if you really want to get your hopes up for like something real, it has to be like a Pokemon Fire Emblem crossover. That's what you need to get your hopes up for. Because I don't think we'll ever see like a Namuga's Ambition anymore, just because that's just a series that isn't known to US players, but Fire Emblem is. Yeah. So I could definitely see some kind of crossover there. We'd have to get like super lucky for it, but I think that's like a crossover that I think people could want. But if we want to keep going into Pokemon news, there is a trailer that's going to be coming out on January 1st, 2019, at least in Europe. But we are going to be getting a trailer for Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, the 2019 Pokemon movie. It just keeps following this string of, hey, we want to keep remaking Pokemon movies and not making the Pokemon movies set in the Pokemon universe in the anime anymore. But Ash will still be there. (laughs) I think they're also kind of building on the hype from the audience they've brought back from Let's Go. Because they definitely brought people back with Let's Go. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, you want to see this movie that you loved as a kid but made better? Then you're going to go see this movie. It'll be really... I mean, the only way they could make it better is if they get the original voice acting cast to come back for it. And write a better script. Uh, The storyline's not that bad in the first one. The first one's pretty good. The first three movies are solid movies. Yes, they're solid Pokemon movies. Yes. But I think... I would would argue that they are better than some bad movies I've seen. Like, I don't expect the most out of a Pokemon movie, right? I'm not expecting anything great. Great. Except for Detective Pikachu. I'm expecting Detective Pikachu to kind of just be that movie that we've all wanted, but... (laughs) Really? Yeah, I'm expecting that one to go over pretty well. I'm expecting it to be kind of like a nice little jaunt in the Pokemon world. I don't think we're going to get like the red story. 
that we want. Right. But I think we're going to get a nice little jaunt in the Pokemon world, and we're all going to enjoy it. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. I, I think that'll be pretty well. I, I think that in terms of the type of anime canon that we have now, though, I don't think you're ever going to see anything fantastic out of that. I mean, because it's definitely just a marketing tool. That's all the anime has ever been. It's just a marketing tool. So I don't expect anything too big. If we were to actually try to do anything with the Pokemon anime, and I will say this until I die or until I get it, they need to adapt the <laughs> Pokemon manga into an anime. Yes. If they do that, they, they're going to have to put that um, rating up a little bit higher, though. That's probably the reason why. You could totally get away with PG. Yeah, you could totally get no, away with... No, 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 PG-13. No, you totally can. I mean, like in Tarzan, that one guy falls through all those vines and gets hung to death. I mean, that was pretty brutal. And, to be I mean, fair, that was you don't PG. see the body. Even then, you're not talking about anything terrible. Like, if you look in the Pokemon manga, it's not that bad. If you look at something like Dragon Ball Z, where they've done just as many bad things, in my opinion, I think the worst thing that happens in the Pokemon manga is that Arbok gets cut in half. And then it's it's not even dead. It's later shown to have survived. Well, they can't show blood like that, man. Because you know, that's how Dragon Ball Z got away with it. They stopped showing, like, graphic... Yeah, don't show blood. That's fine. That's easy enough, in my opinion. I think you could get away with a Pokemon a Pokemon anime like that. I think it would look really good, and it would be really well done, and it would be really, really well appreciated throughout the community. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's such an awesome story, and I'm so upset that not more people know about the story of the Pokemon manga, because it is just so epic, and it's exactly what you want in the Pokemon world, and it's what the anime should have been. But I digress. Moving on. Uh, we don't have too much other Pokemon news to talk about. We, do, we have some Puckle news. First of all, UUTC signups are set to end on January 7th. So if you haven't already, make sure you sign up for the UUTC by the January 7th. Uh, we're going to be having a good time. We'll announce some prizes here soon. We did get a good number of people signing up, so I think we have something like $80 to $100 to play with. It's probably just going to be a nice big Pokemon bundle at the end that you can win from PokemonCenter.com or something like that. So if you want to jump into the UUTC, our OU tournament, you can definitely do that. Get your battles casted on our channel on uh, YouTube, and we'll have a good time with that. Aside from that, we are also doing stuff with the Puckle League. You can look more details up about that in the show notes. Uh, we do actually finally have some notes on how the Puckle League works. For those of you unfamiliar and didn't hear me last week the Puckle league is where throughout the year you guys will be earning points kind of like championship points in the pokemon circuit but here at puckle this can be done by going to our major tournaments like the utc the summer league so on and so forth if you go there you can earn some points it'll be a good time we'll have a really happy fun time if you go ahead and do that you'll earn points and whoever has the highest number of points at the end the top 16 i believe will be going to a tournament at the end of the year we're probably gonna have some big ticket items there maybe like a switch for basket yeah yeah <laughs> you have to win you have to win though basket you have to win <laughs> <laughs> but there are other ways to earn points other than going to these tournaments one of those being puckle battle clinics which are a weekly scrimmage to help you just practice in a tier so this friday january 4th or 5th no the 4th we're going to be doing the ou battle clinic i believe we're starting at around seven or eight o'clock p.m you can check it out on our discord we do have the times listed and you can go there and we're going to be doing an ou format just on showdown just so you get some practice in maybe do some scrimmages there but you'll earn some points just participating in that and you can be one of the first people to ever earn points in the puckle league so definitely get on on that if you want but that is going to be it for the news today guys we are going to take now on over to puckle's pokey quiz where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate pokemon knowledge
and welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge. It is a race to 30 points, and this week, and for I think just for this segment, this segment is brought to you by Anime Gravy dot com where you can pick up some awesome anime art and stuff like that so they are sponsoring this segment they are also allowing for you guys to get your twenty dollar credit over at tpublic.com if you get to 30 points you guys are going to be operating as a team today to answer five pokemon themed questions and we're of course going to go ahead and uh, ask them to you of one of these questions is going to be worth an extra point I have a bonus point attached to it, and you have a hint that if you don't use and you get all the questions right anyway, you can cash it in for uh, an extra point for a possible total of seven today. You are racing against your fellow co-host to a race to 30. The ladder reset last week, so uh, Scrawn is in first place with five points, and everybody else is at Papa Squat. Uh, Yep. All right, so if you guys are ready, I've got the questions lined up. All right. Let's do this. Yeah! (laughs) <laughs> all right so our first question which type except for flying outside of flying has the fewest monotype pokemon of that type isn't it ghost hmm. that sounds right I, I remember hearing something like this i thought it was ghost like ghost has like some of the least amount of type pokemon types out there it's always ghost something ghost something like ghost really only has like mischievous Bismagius, and like two other types in the dust skull line Oh, we end the Baynet line. Hold on. Uh, wait, how many fairies are there? Trying to think. Oh, there's plenty. No, yeah, there's plenty of fairies. Um, the only other one I can, the only other one I can really think of is maybe, um, maybe steel. True, steel is. Um, let me think about this because the only like straight up, uh, are we talking? Okay, so, um, Thatch like included in this, uh. <clears throat> Are we talking about lines as a whole or individual Pokemon? So like individual Pokemon. Okay, okay, okay. So stealing ghosts are probably our best bet. No, I don't think. I can't think of that many just steel types. Yeah, I honestly, I honestly think that I think we should go with steel. I think steel makes the most sense because, like the first, the first like cool steel Pokemon they introduced. Well, I. Yeah, I, I feel like there wasn't a single pure steel type Pokemon in Generation Two. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I could of, be wrong. I could be wrong, but I honestly, yeah, I think it's steel. Yeah, it could be steel because I can think of what eight ghosts, single, like straight up single, single type ghosts off the top of my head right now. But I can't think of a single steel type. The only, the only steel ones I can think of are like the Cling Clang line, uh, Registeel. I need an answer, guys. Okay, steel, steel. Yeah. That is correct it is steel yeah. uh that is correct that is one point for you guys so far yeah the only steel type pokemon there are are mega agron registeel clink clang clink clang and now the new meltan and melmetal the only those are the only pure steel types i wasn't even thinking about me- uh, mega pokemon <laughs> those are the only pure steel types so we'll keep moving on though that's one point for you guys so you guys are doing pretty pretty well Woo-woo. so this next question I want to know what villainous team leader is known from having a different team each time you battle him slash her. I don't actually think there's a female villainous team leader, but I had to put that in there for inclusion's sake. Like an entirely new Pokemon team every time? Yeah, every time you fight them. Completely new. 
What do you mean by completely new? Like there's not they don't have they don't keep their signature Pokemon. They just have a new team every single time. Yeah, like, pretty much. Oh shit! Oh, dang it! Well, it's um, definitely not Giovanni. <laughs> um, yeah, not Giovanni. Uh, it can't be Archie and Maxi. They always have their signature Pokemon. Is this is this maybe a trick question where like you only battle them once? No. No? Okay, so you do battle them multiple times. Yes. Okay, okay. Um, oh, boy. Um, you do have the hint. Who was, who was the one in, who was the one in Gen 4, Maximus? Uh, Cyrus? Not Cyrus. Uh, is it Cyrus? Oh. Huh. Cyrus. Because I didn't, I didn't play that, and I can't think of, I can't think of anybody who had, who yeah. had like a completely different team every time. Gen 4 and Gen 5 are my weakest gens. Um, I think it was Cyrus that was the leader of, gen, uh, of Team uh, Team Galactic. If I'm okay. not mistaken. But I cannot remember his team for the life of me. Okay, we're just going to go with that then. We're going to go with Cyrus. For, or or the leader of... <laughs> just because we can't remember his name. Uh, or, or the, if that's not his name, the leader of uh, Team, team uh, Galactic. Galactic. Galactic, yeah. So Cyrus is the name of the leader of Team Galactic. However, he that is the incorrect <laughs> answer. Uh, the answer is N. N. See, I don't see I don't consider N the leader. <laughs> no, hold on. He's not a rival. Yeah. He's a he's listed as a villainous team leader. I don't consider him the the leader. He is, yeah, he guess, is listed as villainous leader. team leader in Bulbapedia. Okay, well, <laughs> so I I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know the answer's end. All right. Though. Okay. I just think All that right. was a sneaky right. one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our next question is uh, hopefully you get this one. You guys are one for two right now, so you're one point. What is the only Pokemon that can learn frustration by level up? Let's see. What are mad Pokemon? Wait, I remember. Ju- oh, oh, dang it! I remember this like coming up at a. Oh man. Um. Uh. I remember. Oh man. It it learns both. It learns. Uh. It learns. Um. Return and frustration. Um. As it's leveling up, and it learns. Oh my gosh. Ugh. I was. It. I. I like just encountered it in Sun and Moon, or or it it, it it had to have come up at some point in Sun and Moon when I was playing it because that's the only reason I would remember. <laughs> oh, man, you do have the hint. Ah, uh, I don't want to. Ah, yeah. It's either not answer it or have a chance to answer it. It has something to do with the Pokemon itself, and it's like, oh my gosh, no, I remember, I remember because the last time I was on, um, the uh uh the 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 Pokemon of the um that's what it was uh Benary Benary that is correct it is yes. Benary one because of the it was only Pokemon of the episode to yeah. learn uh, <laughs> return and frustration yeah yeah by level up I'm glad I kept my mouth shut and I didn't really <laughs> <try> to. <laughs> so that's two for three for you guys you got two points so this next question is your bonus point question. And I want to okay. know what three Generation 7 Pokemon are the shortest. You only need two. Uh-oh. You only need two to get both points. 
Can you repeat the question again? I think I kind of zoomed What? Zone so off. there are three Pokemon in Generation 7. These are only Gen 7 Pokemon. Okay. And I want to know which ones are the shortest. Was it was it Bound Sweet? Bound Sweet's probably pretty small. Um, and then there's... Uh, um. Oh. Uh. Oh my gosh. Um. What grubbin? You think that's small? I was. Well, I was gonna say. Uh, Cutifly. Oh yeah, that thing is small. Wait, is that the evolved form or is that the pre uh, pre evolved form? I. I don't remember. <laughs> I think Cutifly is the uh, um, uh, the first evolution. It is. I'll give you that one. Yeah, yeah, it is okay, the okay. first. It is the first <laughs> yeah. evolution. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So let's do that. Let's do Cutify and Bound Sweet. Uh, you get three. I'll let you pick one more if you want one more. Oh right, 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 right. Okay. Um, and then it's another itty bitty one. Um, I'll go with um, uh, crap. Um, what what type is it? Maybe I can think of it. It's a um. Oh, it's it's gone. It's gone. I lost it. I lost it. <laughs> it teleported. Uh, we'll we'll just we'll just. Uh, you have the out. hint. What's... You have the hint. Okay, okay, okay. What's a hint? Give me a hint. All three of these Pokemon start with the letter C. Bounce we thought it. Two of them are okay. fairies, and uh, one of them's a psychic type. Okay, okay. So we'll do Cutifly, obviously. It starts with C. <sighs> If it's Cosmog, I'm going to be so upset. Mm. It could be. It could be. Let's do Cosmog. Um, cue to fly. And then now we got to think of like a psychic one. Oh, we know Cosmog. Another fairy. Yeah, we need another fairy. Um, oh, man. Don't make uh, me lay it on you. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's the lay Pokemon? What's that Pokemon name? The gr- Oh, 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 the, the, the little bird. The little bird. Um. Oh wait, no, it can't be the bird because it, it like changes. No, not not picky pick. No. I literally just gave it to you. I, I, just I come up with the I just can't think of the names. The lay Pokemon. It's the oh um uh uh no. The Dang. one that has like um that ability that that prioritize healing moves. I just can't think of the name. Oh uh oh uh uh okay. man, I know. I'll give it to you as the Pokemon that Comfey. can prior to... There we go. There we go. Perfect. What did you say? What did you say? Comfey. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Uh, so your answers are Cutie Fly, Comfey, and Cosmog. That is correct on two accounts and incorrect on one. So you get two points. The answers are Cutie Fly, Comfey, and Cosmoem. Cosmog is actually taller than Cosmoem. Oh, oh dang. So that is, but they are the shortest Pokemon. So you uh you get two points for that. So he brings you up to a total of four. Our last question, as always, is a base stack question, and I want to know what bug type Pokemon has the highest HP stat of all bug type Pokemon. Ah oh, crap! HP. Oh man. Um, <laughs> is it what is it? Vespicoin or? No, no, it, it can't be that. Um, See, that Pokemon has come out of nowhere. See, and it's not, it can't be. Um, what's that firebug Pokemon? Volcanic? Was it Volcarona? It can't be that Pokemon. That Pokemon just has good special, special defense and speed, but yeah, not, but not good um, HP. 
I want to say it's got to be something like, uh, um, well, I don't want that to throw us in the wrong direction. Uh, it's probably something with like 110 is out of nowhere. Well, I mean, a cheating answer would be Arceus. Let's go Arceus. You know that's not, you know good and well, he's not going to allow that. No, I mean, let's go Arceus. I'll accept it that... in this case. I'll accept that in this case. Okay. Really? <laughs> if you want to go Arceus. If that's your... him, him probably saying that meaning it's not Arceus. I just feel like that's just a reason. <laughs> well. Because what's Arceus HP? Dude, his is like over 100. Yeah, it's probably someone like 110, 120 that we just can't not think of right now. It probably has good HP, just sucks at everything else. I'm going to need an answer. And we already used um, a hint, so that's out of Okay, let's... No, you know what? Okay, my, my, my vote my vote is uh, Arceus or uh, Volcarona, like you were saying. I think for Vol... Because I don't think any of them have good HP. Like... Yeah, they don't, like... Volcarona like, has good, like, specials, like, like, but it doesn't, like... The first three stats aren't really that good, I don't believe. But you want to do Arceus or just Volcarona just to throw it out there? Well, Arceus, I think, is going to win, period. Um, but that's kind of cheating. So I'm going to say Volcarona. Uh, that's what I want to say. Let's do Volcarona, I guess. Volcarona is unfortunately incorrect. The answer is Buzzwool. What? Yeah, Buzzwool, base 107 HP. Oh. Technically, Arceus is higher, but you played <laughs> by the rules. So, uh, <laughs> Buzzwool with the base 107 has the highest base HP of all Bug-type Pokemon. Dang. Yeah, that, you guys got four this week, so that's not too I wasn't bad. Even, I wasn't even thinking about Buzzwool. Yeah, I was not thinking of Yeah. I was just thinking about regular Pokemon. <laughs> so, that puts you guys in second place overall. Scrawn's in first with five. Baskets in, Basket and Maximus are tied in second with uh, four points. So catch up for the next whatever weeks and make sure you uh, you keep up with the Puckle Podcast to find out who gets that 30 points. Brought to you by AnimeGravy.com. So be sure to uh, check them out as well if you want some cool artwork. They've got some cool Pokemon stuff. So we are going to kick it on over then, guys, to the topic. Hey there, Puckalonians, it's Professor Snag. Thanks for listening to the Puckle Podcast. If you want more Puckly goodness, there are several ways you can do that. If you want to chat with hosts and other community members, join our Discord server. There's always someone there to talk about anything Pokemon. Make sure you follow and like us on all of our social media outlets like Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. Come watch us on Twitch at the Puckle Podcast and get in on the action where Jushiro plays the TCG online and Thatch does viewer battles. If you are able, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where you get exclusive gifts, such as Puckle TCG cards and access to bonus content. Or just go to our Tee Public store and buy a t-shirt. All funds go right into the podcast and make the community better for you. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to our new channel, Puckle Plus, where you can find me hosting Game Corner each month, Jushiro hosts the TCG cast, and lots of extra content including Movie Club, Battlecast, and the Puckle Live Shows. Thanks for listening, and as always, help control the breedject population. Get your ditto spayed and neutered. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today, because it's the end of the year, we just wanted to kind of do a retrospective on, I guess, Pokemon <laughs> in general, and where it's been, where it's come, and where we hope to see it go in the near future, because I, we, I've been asked this question several times in the past few weeks, and it was, when do you guys expect for there to be an announcement on the 2019 game? 
And so, first of all, I think everybody needs to remember, we just came out of Christmas. We just came... It's only been a little over a month since Let's Go was released, which is nuts to think about because I'm sure everybody's already got, like, a living shiny dex in Pokemon Let's Go because that's (laughs) all anybody ever did in that game. And so... Uh, I think that's just something people need to calm down about. The big thing is I fully expect it to be announced on quote-unquote Pokemon Day, which is February 26th or 27th, uh, 2019. That's when you'll get your announcement for Pokemon Thatch and Scrawn version. Coming to you coming to you straight direct. I, I'm calling the names right now. Thatch and Scrawn version. <laughs> They're not going to be Thatch and Scrawn version. Um, but the, it's going to be something different. I'm pretty excited for it, though. I think we can see a lot because Pokemon's definitely grown over the years significantly. It's gone from that little 8-bit kid running around in circles on your Game Boy color screen or Game Boy pocket screen. And we just got like a full-on 3D Pokemon in Let's Go. It's definitely an experience. And I I don't know. I I think they'll do a really good job with this new one. I have high hopes. I, I hope they don't try to include the capture mechanic from Let's Go. Oh, please, no. I think the capture mechanic is cool, and it's a nice little gimmick, but I feel like I would get tired of it. I mean, I've already tired of it after playing Let's Go. I, I think it's a cool capture gimmick. I think you can do some cool stuff with it, but man, does it just kill me to like throw Pokeball time after time, <laughs> and it's absolutely frustrating, especially when you miss, and yeah. the motion controls just aren't quite there, in my opinion, uh, for it to be a successful um, a successful mechanic in a core pokemon series game really quickly i want to talk about how how long i've waited and how excited i was in uh sun and moon for you to not have to have an hm slave anymore oh man why how how did that take that long by the way that took so long that was something that we've been calling for for years and to be fair they kind of i feel like they just held on to hms really well hard because hms originally weren't even supposed to be a thing they were supposed to be items that you got throughout the game Kind of like a typical RPG, because I think in the game code for red and, red and green, you can actually find like a surfboard and you can find um, like something that would allow you to cut. I forget what it was, uh, but you could find something that would essentially do all of the HMs for you. They were just items that you would just yeah. get and you would unlock. And it's kind of how they did secret techniques in uh, Let's Go. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know why it took so long, because what they did was so you HMs were required to get through the game up until Gen 5. Gen 5 was the point where it was just like, okay, HMs are no longer required. And in Gen 6, you didn't really need HMs. HMs would help you get to extra areas in the game, but by no means was it necessary to go to those extra areas to beat the game. Minus Surf. I think you had to use Surf in X and Y. Um, and, no, you didn't actually have to use it in, um, what's it called? You didn't have to use Surf in... In five. Uh, in five. You might have. Maybe just for like one little piece, but I don't think you had to, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. I probably am. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in five too there was like parts of the of like caves and stuff where you had to have rock smash. No, you didn't have to have rock smash. No? I know that very okay. clearly. They, I know I know they had like rocks that you could do strength and stuff with, but it was never necessary to use those rocks. Typically it would just be like, <clears throat> oh, after you've gone through this whole area, if you push this rock now you can easily get to it get to the end and it was never anything like oh man you need to get to this secret area or anything desperately so it was never a necessity to carry strength on you but i mean just because i've been trained from the young age of like eight or nine to always have an hm if i get an hm it better be on a pokemon in my party (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> like I've just been trained to do that. I, I mean, it was really refreshing not to have to do that. Like the biggest thing I think that Sun and Moon did for me when they removed HMs was I no longer felt, man, I need to have a flying type in my party. Yeah. I, that was the biggest thing for me because up until then, like it was always like, well, I need a flying type. Even if I don't like it, I have to have like Noctowl or Pidgeot or something in my party so that I can have fly because that's arguably one of the most useful HMs in the late game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just like backtracking games. <laughs> yeah, I just think that was, I think it was fantastic to remove that. I love how they did it too, like assigning you specific Pokemon to do cool stuff with, like Mantine Surf. Oh, man. That's Mantine Surf was awesome. That was like the that's one so good cool. thing that Ultra Sun Ultra Moon did. <laughs> so awesome. That was the one thing. They did nothing else right, but that was the one thing they did right. <laughs> they were just like, would you like the real Sun and Moon game that we should have given you? And then they're just like, by the way, we added Mantine Surf. And it's like, that is fun. I hope we get more Mantine Surf. <laughs> so the only thing that I think they did wrong uh, is the uh, the stupid suits that they have you wear. Yeah. Like, for everything. Like, Machamp, uh, Machamp literally picks you up and you're wearing a swimsuit or like a, like a, like a ski-doo suit yeah. and a helmet. You know, like, like Machamp is just, he's so clumsy, he's going to fall over and drop you and you're going to get brain damage. <laughs> I, I understand it. Like when you're on the tours, because it's like, oh, kids, you should be safe. Right. And no, that I get makes that. Sense. Put them in a helmet. Give yeah, your, give, yeah, absolutely. Them, Why are you doing give it? Give them during- little elbow, elbow and knee guards, you know, stuff like that. But don't like ruin my super cool costume in this that I, that I've bought with like, this ridiculous, like, uh, Lance Armstrong, uh, bike riding outfit. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think, that. I think the worst part of it was maybe not just that, like, the overworld, but that it transferred over to trainer battles as well. Yes. That, yes. I yes, think that yes. was the worst part because, that was, yeah. yeah, that was annoying. <laughs> I think that was probably the worst part of the entire thing was that you had to go and do that. Oh, that, that's true. I, they've done a lot of good things, though. Like, HMs are definitely a good thing to, like, just look at over the years. I think another thing to look at over the years, it's not so much a trend like HMs were, where they, like, gradually got rid of them. But I think just in terms of what they're trying to do in terms of adding new Pokemon, I, uh-huh. think, they, I think they've done it really... I think they've just come to a point where they've learned something about doing that, because... Gen 1 to Gen 2 was... Gen 2 was essentially just a continuation of Gen 1. That was always yeah. their intention. Because they already had most of those designs made up before Gen 2 came out. Yeah. They were just like, okay, here's here's just the rest of Gen 1. Here you go. Um, <laughs> Gen 3 came out. You can definitely tell there was a stylistic difference. And it was... I don't want to say soft reboot, but it kind of was a soft reboot of Pokemon. In that, here's yeah. 128 new ones. Here's some of the old ones. Go have fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a... It, I think it... Wasn't that where the physical special split happened? No, that was Gen 4. That was okay, big. Okay, okay, the okay, physical okay. special split, I think, is the biggest part in just Pokemon competitively in general. I think that was a yeah. huge thing. But uh, then Gen 4, they're just like, hey, let's give everything an evolution and add in a hundred and some new Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Gen 5 happened. I think Gen 5 was really the turning point in their thought process because Gen 5, they said, we're going to do a hard reboot or not a hard reboot, a soft reboot. And we're going to make it impossible to catch any old Pokemon until you beat the game. We're going to make 150 new Pokemon. And I'm going to put 150 in quotes personally because they did not make 150 Pokemon. They made <laughs> far less and then just click the copy paste button. <laughs> yes. Yes. They did that with quite a few. <laughs> they, they did that a lot. And 
it, they did that with Gen 5, and Gen 5 just did poorly, honestly, because of that. Nobody wanted to play Gen 5 because, like, that is that is the only game in the franchise. Black and White and Black and White 2 are the only games in the franchise that catch this. You can't catch Pikachu in. <laughs> you can't catch Pikachu in a Pokemon game. That's pretty funny. What's going on? What's even worse is in Gen 5, you can catch Wild Eevee. You can't catch Wild Pikachu, but you can catch Wild Eevee. They had, they just, they didn't know what they were doing in Gen 5, and I think that really reoriented what they wanted to do, because when we see Gen 6 come out, we got 69 new Pokemon. When we see Gen 7 come out, we got just over, I think we just got just over 80 Pokemon. And I think that when we see a new amount of Pokemon come in Gen 8, I think we're going to see something around 80. I don't think we'll see more than that. Because if, if they, if I think maximum number we'll see is 92. 92 Pokemon is the maximum number we'll see out of Gen 8. Because, yeah, it's just... They've learned that smaller is better because they can spend time on the actual designs. Because I can't name a Pokemon in Gen 7 that I really dislike. You know what I mean? I don't like Combi. I think Combi looks ridiculous. Combi's Gen 4. Or, so, sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean. I mean, Combi. I meant uh, the 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 lay Pokemon like Comfey. 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 Yeah. I think Comfey's an interesting Pokemon, and I like the aesthetic for what they were trying to do, and I'm okay with it. I so like. There's nothing that I truly hate with a passion. Kind of like I hate with a passion any of the monkeys in Gen Five, right? Oh yeah. Like yeah, I think. Are, yeah. So what? If, first of all, their stats are kind of bleh, and then second of all, all of their stat base stats are exactly the same. And they have very similar evolution mechanics. Like, they, it would have been okay. I think I would have been better with it if they would have been like, oh, it evolves at level 32, right? And they just let that be. But no, they're just like, they're all stone evolutions. And it's just yeah. like, that's stupid. That's such a stupid gimmick. And yeah, especially because by the time you have stones like yeah. available to you, they're pretty much useless anyways. Like, yeah. their stats aren't keeping up with like, the second evolutions of Pokemon that are going to have a third evolution. You know what I mean? It's exactly. Silly. It's just not that great. I was, I was just really let down by Gen Five. Gen Five just burned me because of like I had I had a high hope in a new Pokemon game, right? And we had a lot of cool new Pokemon. Like Scrafties are really cool when they came out of Gen Five. Yeah. Uh, By Sharp as well. I think just design wise, I think that we got some. Yeah, we got some really cool designs out of Gen <laughs> Five, but they just don't have the punch. That, like, I think they did a really good job in Gen 7. Gen 7, you have, like, Toxapex. You have all the Tapus, which I think are really well designed compared to the, the Genies, right? I think the Genies yeah. are, like, again, they copy-pasted. And they're just like, here you go. They're different Pokemon, but they're different colors. And it just burned me so bad. I So I think, I think like, if we look through Pokemon, they, they kind of... I think now they've kind of got the stride of, okay, we know how to handle new generations. We know how to do it. They come up with 80 of them. They design them really well, and then they put them into the game. Uh, I I think there's a chance that we could see more than like the 80-some Pokemon in this generation, only because they really want to push the new game on the Switch. Because yeah. 2019 is going to be a great year for the Switch, by the way. Just for anybody who's like a Nintendo fan. 2019 is going to be a great year. They announced like a bajillion great games for the Switch coming out in 2019. Like Fire Emblem's coming out. Um, Animal Crossing is coming out. Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming out. Oh man, I bet Fire Emblem's going to look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Metroid Prime supposedly could. Metroid Prime, we don't really have a release date for, but they announced it like two years ago, so maybe we'll get it. Uh, um, but then you also have things like. 
Yeah, and then you have the Pokemon game coming out. Like, 2019 is going to be a fantastic year for the Switch. And I, I think this. I think they might just try to, like, because uh, I'll already call the, I'll call the release date right now, by the way. <laughs> if you guys are ready for this, I'm going to call the release date for Pokemon uh, Thatch and Scrawn version. All right. Um, I've said it on the show. I'm going to, I'll put, I would put a million dollars on this being the truth right now. <laughs> like, no joke. I, I, I guarantee you that this game is released on November 22nd, 2019. <laughs> what is this from? It always comes out the Friday before Black Friday. Okay. Uh, Black Friday is November 29th, 2019 this year. And so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be November, um, November 22nd, 2019. That's what they they pushed it to like the second half of 2019 as well. So I, I fully expect that. Also, you have um, Game Freak's coming out with another game next year too, like a big one called Town for the Switch. Oh, and wow. I'm actually I'm actually pretty intrigued by it. I want to watch. I want to play that one. But uh, that I mean that is it like a yokai watch sort of thing? No, it's it like a different? cool. Th- I mean, you have to look at look at it yourself. I don't want to go into too much detail, but it's actually really cool. Okay. Uh, so that's, uh, I mean, in terms of Pokemon though, I think they've figured it out. I, we, we could see a few more Pokemon get pushed out just because like, oh, Hey, it's on the switch. And then like, there's a Pokemon that's just a Nintendo switch. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. and they, they call it Rotom decks <coughs> and God, God, if they made a Rotom decks and it's just a switch with like a Rotom in it, I'm going to be, so- if, if Rotom decks comes back, I'm going to be a little upset. So here's something I want to ask you guys see how you think about this because i'm like 50 50 on this but it would make sense with what well the way gaming is moving in general but also kind of like what i think nintendo would do so i think that the game's probably going to come out like gen 8 is going to come out on console and on the 3ds i don't think that they're going to um uh, relegate it to one or the other because they're talking about this. I I wish I could agree with you or have like a not negative opinion of that, but that's uh that's absolutely they've never done that before. What they, if they had different all right, versions but, but of different I think, consoles, like well, a different version on the 3ds and a different version on the Switch? They would not that do that. Would... They wouldn't do that either. Well, yeah. See, so the reason why I'm thinking this is because if it's not going to be Gen 8 specifically on console, and they're gonna like remake four. Or something like that. So remakes, I think, are in a way different territory now, because because of Let's Go, right? Because Let's Go just remade Gen One. I think that might be the future of remakes that we see from now on. I don't know that we're gonna because that's probably why we didn't. Let's Go is the reason we didn't get um, shimmering diamond and and glorious pearl as our as our remakes in Gen Seven. Let's Go is the reason. Because they didn't want to put two remakes in the same generation, and because they've moved, they've moved all of their work to the Switch. They're done with the 3DS. The reason why I think you're wrong is because from the very beginning, um, uh, the two main guys who created Pokemon, their whole thing was they wanted it to be mobile. They yeah. wanted it to be mobile so that people could bring it over and like interact with each other and stuff like that, and just be able to keep it in like a backpack or a little knapsack or whatever and like move it around and i know you can do that with the switch but i don't see um uh nintendo going away from their handhelds which means i don't see the two uh creators of pokemon wanting to abandon uh handhelds at all so in the interviews they stated one it's going to be for the switch um and two that they're, so they said focu- they're focusing on gen, gen 8 is for the switch yes and they've also specifically stated 
that they're going to be focusing more on the handheld aspect of the Switch for the Gen 8 release as opposed to Let's Go, which was a more console experience. Okay. So they, right. they are really focusing on the handheld aspect. And then, I mean, there are issues with the handheld aspect of the Switch, right? Because the battery life is kind of poop. And yeah. there's a lot of things. But you're also leaving out the exception that we're going to be two years into the Switch at this point. By the, two and a half, actually, by the time we get Pokemon. Uh-huh. And usually in Nintendo's release cycles, and I guess it's turning into most gaming system cycles, there's usually a hardware reiteration. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw two things come in a, in a Switch hardware reiteration, and these the only two things. I don't think you'll ever see anything more than this, because they kind of box themselves in with Joy-Con. But I think what you'll see is we'll see a Switch with a larger screen and a uh, and a larger battery in 20 i think i think if we're going to see any kind of switch hardware reiteration right i think that's what we'll see we'll see a bigger battery that can last longer with maybe a larger screen on the nintendo switch because they um the only reason i say that is because one you need to make the joy cons fit and they gave themselves a lot of bezel on the switch for the screen so you can definitely like fit in a larger screen there right if we get a hardware reiteration where we get a longer battery life, I could totally see Pokemon on the Switch being successful because there's a lot of people who aren't going to buy a Switch until Pokemon, like the real Pokemon on the Switch comes out. Yeah, uh, And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say <laughs> real Pokemon um, in terms of like, let's go. Let's because let's go is probably going to be our new um, our new remake uh, vehicle, in my opinion. Well, I hope not. I think so. I kind of doubt, though, that they're going to restart the remakes. They already I mean, is did. That, is that what you're saying? They just did. Well, no, no, I know, I know. But, like, okay, this is this is what I was thinking about, like, the let's go thing, right? Is that they're doing that specifically to grab people from, uh, you know, who might have played it in the beginning and want to share it with their kids because they've been playing Pokemon Go now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And so what I was imagining they were doing is that they were doing that um, in order to get those people interested, and then they were going to be... Uh, go back to where they were in the remakes but you're saying they're going to go back to gen 2 and then gen 3 absolutely yeah uh, i that think that sounds so stupid to me <laughs> well they said I mean, that I... they, they said that they wanted the let's go games to be well junichi masuda said this and so you can mm-hmm. take that with a grain of salt because i think he's done producing pokemon games now too but he said that he wanted let's go to be the new basis for an introduction into the series and so in the in the for the future of pokemon and so i could totally see especially after seeing the sales numbers because pokemon let's go sold fantastically in the past month like it did it did phenomenal sales and uh i think that you will definitely see a pokemon let's go like togepi and meryl right something something stupid like that and i I think that's going to be something that happens and we're i mean if you're going to keep remaking the games in one way I think it's a good way to introduce people to the older franchise, which was the original purpose of Fire Red and Leaf Green, the first remakes. It was, hey, our sales are starting to drop off. It's been a while since people have seen the original game. Let's give them the original game again so that they can get hooked on this again. And then I think Heart Gold Soul Silver just happened because we all saw Fire Red and Leaf Green. We're just like, yeah, we want that. And then all the youth that came in and during Gen 3 were just like, we remember Gen 3. And I don't I don't see the... Uh, I don't see the hype for a Sinnoh remake that existed for a Hoenn remake. You know what I mean? Like the Hoenn confirmed yeah. joke was way better than anything that I've seen for Gen 4 at the moment. 
And I think it could be their way of just slowly integrating people in because it is a it is a first Pokemon experience. It is an easier Pokemon experience. And you can say, oh, hey, I still have this five-year-old kid. They can't play Pokemon, like real Pokemon, and really understand it. But they can handle Let's Go. And let's just drag them in. Here's another Let's Go game. And then they sell another 10 million copies. And Nintendo is just sitting there like laughing as they take that money to the bank. Yeah. That, that's my personal opinion there. I think Let's Go is definitely going to shape the future of Pokemon. Uh, not maybe negatively, maybe positively. I don't know. I I don't know what it means for remakes. We could still get a Gen Four remake in like the actual way that we would expect a remake to happen in the same generation on the same hardware. Maybe that's the game we get in twenty twenty, <coughs> right? Maybe we get mm-hmm. you know our Diamond and Pearl remakes in twenty twenty on the Switch, and everything's hunky dory. But I don't know that I have the answer. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Game Freak doesn't have the answer either. <laughs> that that's just my two cents though and i i guess that's a good place to start stop unless you have any okay. any anything else you want to wrap up with um nothing more than uh that i'm just excited uh where at least yeah. the um uh the newer generations i'm excited like where they're headed and uh the changes that they made in sun and moon and ultra sun and moon um yeah i'm excited to see where it goes forward yeah absolutely i think it's gonna be exciting Uh, So from there, then, guys, we'll kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode. After this short break, we will catch you on the flip flop. Pokemon of the episode. And welcome back to the Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 764, Comfey, the Posey Picker Pokemon. Its Ultra Sun Pokedex entry states that it stretches its sticky vines out on its head and picks flowers to adorn itself with. When it doesn't have any flowers, it feels uneasy. Well, if I was naked halfway down, I'd feel uneasy too. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a weird, like, that's a weird anatomy. That's all I have to say. Because, like, could you, so, like, we've seen, uh, what's the one? So, like, there's a, there's artwork of a vanillite losing, like, the snow around it. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's kind of disturbing. But then, like, I can only imagine a comfy without flowers. I think it would just look like a really long tail. It would just, I feel like it would just look really weird. <laughs> I don't know. I would just, I feel like I would be somewhat disturbed by it if I saw a comfy without flowers. You, you wouldn't even know what kind of type of Pokemon that is. Like, you just no. look at it just like a stick, like, Absolutely. green thing with a string coming out of it. Comfey's got, like, not terrible base stats. What the heck? Um, <laughs> no, I know. I was I was looking at that. It's got like, uh, it looks like a special defensive tank kind of. Yeah. So it's got a base. So the HP kind of sucks. So it's not going to be a tank of any kind. If it it can try, uh, but its base HP is fifty one. Base attack of fifty two. Base defense of ninety. So that's like not terrible at all. Yeah. Base special attack of eighty two. Not terrible. I mean, it, but its defenses. You have base defense of one ten and a t- one hundred base speed. Yeah, its speed really surprised me when I looked yeah, at it. Yeah, I didn't even... I have, I've never looked at Comfey before this. And I was just like, wow, maybe this is something that we can do something with. And it's it's in the NU tier, so it's not even in PU. It's too good for PU. Uh, it's got Flower Veil, Natural Cure, uh, which I guess you could run Natural Cure if you want to, but Triage is really the way to go because it gives you priority on healing moves, and Draining Kiss is one of those healing moves. Drain Kiss, Giga Drain... Mm, oh my like gosh giga coverage. drain too i didn't even think about that but you can synthesis. like synthesis 
it gets calm mind so you can actually bulk up your special attack and special defense and kind of just set up and then just you priority draining kiss priority giga drain you can throw hidden power fire in there if you need to for i'm not sure what's in nu that really needs hidden power fire maybe something like steelix or pharaoh seed pharaoh seeds down there i forgot um but you could do, <laughs> definitely do something like that it, it's really you interesting not be using a, this thing against a steelix well, so, like, let's say you're in the middle of a setup and you're, like, plus three special attack, and then your opponent sends in Steelix. You can probably hit it with a hidden power fire and handle it. That's my opinion. I, I might be wrong. I don't know the calc off the top of my head. But I, I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, plus three Comfe with, uh, with, like, 252 special attack modest can handle it with a hidden power fire. I could be wrong, though. So I'll I'll do that, but let's uh let's segue then into like the card, the card, right? Yeah, the <laughs> only card. Um, and actually, I looked at it a little bit more, and based off the new cards that are coming out, um, in the latest set, it mm-hmm. might find some use because so it's obviously it's a basic, um, and its ability is kind of interesting. Um, each of your Pokemon that has any fairy energy attached to it can't be affected by any special conditions. Remove any special conditions affecting those Pokemon. Um, the reason why that's interesting to me is on the newest set, there's a lot of, uh, compounding of special conditions that happens. So in a fairy deck or in a colorless deck, um, being able to attach those, uh, fairy energy to remove those special conditions. If those things, if those, uh, cards I'm thinking of ever actually end up seeing any play, um, would be able to basically destroy their deck's whole setup. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it would basically only be in fairy decks, but it's it's worth noting. And then uh, Sweet Kiss for a fairy and a colorless does 30 damage, and your opponent draws a card. Throw it in that Sylveon deck. Get that yeah. mill going. <laughs> Get that mill yeah. going. Oh, man. Okay, so I did the calc, and I was surprisingly correct. Um, a plus three Comfey does 104 to 123% to a defensive Steelix. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is uh, with HP fire. So I would like to say that Thatch is not terrible at predicting calcs. Um, <laughs> I was surprisingly correct. Does this mean that uh, Thatch is going to start running Combi? Uh, you mean Comfe? Ah, Comfe, yeah. I would not run Combi. Uh, no, the answer is probably <laughs> no. I might I might do it as like a joke if we ever like do an NU like battle clinic. Mm-hmm. Like I might do it just for funsies, but we'll definitely see. I like uh, I like its Japanese translation of its name. It's Kuwawa. Kuwawa. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Kuwawa. It's like it's like it's like somebody like horribly saying koala, huh. like a little kid. Yeah, koala. Mommy, look at the koala. <laughs> huh. The origin. I love Bubblepedia's origin. Comfy appears to be a living lay. Yeah? What gave you that thought? Um, <laughs> it's it's an interesting Pokemon. Oh, it's got a cool shiny, too. Actually, it's a Gen 7 Pokemon. Gen 7 Pokemon have cool shinies. Fact. Because Gen 7, actually, that was the first gen that they didn't just do, like, a palette swap. They actually went through and, like, did custom shinies for everything. So, you don't get, like, random purple lantern. You get Hey, this is a cool shiny uh, comfy. So they didn't they didn't change the color of the flowers though. That's no, that's the name. 
No, I like that because that's how it should be. Because the flower isn't going to change. Oh, you're color. right. It's the not because comf- it's not part, not part of the, the comfy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not part of the Pokemon. Got it. So the only the Pokemon itself changes colors, and it's a lay. So that when you get to Hawaii, you put on your comfy. Uh, do they have a product that's a comfy lay? That would just Maybe. be because I know they have like they do have a um, what's oh my gosh, Klefki keychain, like that exists. But if there's a comfy lay. I would totally buy it. I, I don't know if you. I don't know if it exists, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't exist. It looks like I can't find one in my quick search. But there is like a Klefki keychain that I've been meaning to buy because that sounds like a lot of fun. Just like having like a little Klefki keychain, and I just run around and you go jingle jingle, <laughs> and people get scared because they're like, "Man, here comes the screens, here come the spikes." <laughs> And you just scare the you scare all of your all of your Pokemon friends. I like I like the idea of like an undercover like uh, Pokemon agent who's just got like a, <laughs> got a comb a, co- a comb fillet on their head and just like a and like like a little, a little, little chain. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> they're just they're just waiting for some guy to like start robbing the bank and then their Pokemon are going to fling into action. It's not even like the coolest Pokemon. It's like the lo- it's like the worst Pokemon. I know, I know. They look so stupid. I'm imagining them in like a. <laughs> In like a trench coat, you know, like, <laughs> and then they just have a comfy lay over their like uh, fedora hat. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, we should we should make that a story now. That needs to be like an episode of the manga. All right, that is going to be it for comfy guys. We are going to kick it on over now to the mailbag. for the mailbag send in your emails and welcome to the mailbag the mailbag as always is brought to you by the energy drink green Taurus. the energy drink that gives you hooves 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 and currently little scissors pizza is in competition with green Taurus to be next year's sponsor but we'll find out <laughs> <laughs> So we'll go ahead and bring it up, bring it into uh, the mailbag. So for those of you new to the show, the mailbag segments where we read listener emails on the show. So you can send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you're excited for Pokemon in 2019 uh, next week at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. You can, of course, let us all know, though. Uh, well, it, we have a we have mailbag question from last week. We wanted to know what spinoff games you would like to see or what your favorite spinoff game was. So we'll just jump into the emails. We got a couple of them today. The first one is from Professor Manzana. Aloha, Poker. Uh, what? Aloha. Aloha. No, 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 no. I'm that's watching, fine. I, I'm watching too much Lilo and Stitch. Aloha, <laughs> Pokalonians. Long, long time off and on listener. First time writer. My Pokemon habit waxed and worn, but my Poke love never faded. Before I get to the mailbag question, I have a problem I want to talk about. Android YouTube app keeps dashing my hopes and dreams by giving me notifications about Pokemon 2019 videos, only for them to be baseless speculation or obvious what Pokemon fans want type of videos. I know you folks are good at guessing this kind of thing, so I want to ask when you think we can actually expect new information, like a title or trailer given the late 2019 release save me from youtube and my own false hopes <laughs> we answered that 
It's uh, you'll see it. You'll see a trailer February 26th and the games will come out November 22nd. Done. Mm-hmm. Now on to the mailbag. I'll try to keep it short because this email is a two for one Pokemon spinoff. I enjoyed that is a bit of an unorthodox choice was Pokemon Channel. Really? That's an odd choice. Yes. <laughs> it was barely a game, but having in-universe entertainment and a first-person perspective of the Pokemon world was an interesting, if flawed, experiment. That said, I use my Switch to watch Hulu and YouTube about as much as I do use it to play Let's Go. One way I could see making it work on the Switch is by combining it with Pokemon Snap Escape game. There could be the passive entertainment in time-based events in your home, as well as places to explore and drama to witness and photograph record as well. Well, they kind of brought that back with Ultra, like Sun, Sun and Moon. Mm-hmm. Like you can take the spots. Yeah, it wasn't done well, but they did it. Nah. <laughs> Chances of this game happening are about the same as finding a full odds shiny. But after all, the question was, what would you like to see? Not, what do you expect to see? Happy assorted winter holidays and a happy new year from Professor Manzana. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, it would be interesting to see Pokemon Channel make a comeback. Pokemon Channel 2, the game nobody asked for. <laughs> I liked the bit about uh, Save Me from YouTube <laughs> <laughs> and all the speculation. That was it's funny. so true, though. It's so true. There's just so many people on YouTube that are just like, oh, let me tell you about it. And they'll put like the super clickbaity titles. And I mean, it's really bad because like we're kind of part of that world. You know what I mean? Like the people that do do the clickbaity titles. But I like to think and I could be completely wrong. And this can be a completely egotistical statement. But I like to think that we're a bit more grounded than a lot of people are in terms of like telling you what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. You know yeah. what I mean? I like to think we're a bit more grounded than a lot of the YouTube videos you'll see because a lot of them won't actually they'll just like be like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this one Twitter guy who said that the trailer will come out before the end of the year, the trailer comes out at the end of the year. And it's just like, well, that Twitter guy has no reason to believe him. That's <laughs> He's got seven followers, you know? And <laughs> so I, I don't know. They don't do a lot of like credible thinking a lot of the times in a lot of these videos. And I like to think that... Uh, that we at least sit down because we're, we are also a longer format than a typical YouTube video. We sit down and we actually discuss reasoning and stuff like that. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that he believes that we know what we're talking about because I don't. Um, <laughs> uh, but this next email is from the boy Gardevoir and you've got this one basket. All right. <clears throat> Dear Puckle, I'm here writing another mailbag this time about my favorite spinoff game. To be honest, I haven't played many. Just Pokemon Art Academy, Pokemon Explorers of Darkness, and Super Mystery Dungeon. Personally, I liked Explorers of Darkness the most, purely based on story. So yeah. Oh, I almost forgot to wish that. Ah, I almost forgot to wish Thatch and Professor Snag luck with the UPB, UPPL Draft League. Well, luck. P.S. I'm on episode 186 at the time of writing. The Boy Gardevoir. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Thank you for that. He did this right. The only good game out of the three he listed is Explorers of Darkness. Um, uh, there's like a there's like an enhanced version of that game. There's like the director's cut of that in Pokemon Explorers, Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Sky, I believe it's called. I think uh-huh. that's the, the director's cut. I haven't ever played them. I need to play them. 
I should do it before they turn the Wii U off of the internet because you can still download all of these games on like the Wii U Virtual Console. Mm. Um, you can get like all of the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games except I think Super Mystery Dungeon because that's for the 3DS. So I, I would definitely suggest it if you want to get, play those. Like that's the where, that's where to go get it. Um, and then the other thing, yeah, I forgot to mention it. Yeah, we're doing um, we're a member of a draft league for a uh, it's like Pokemon Podcasters. Upple UPPL stands for the United Pokemon Podcasters League. Um, we are we're just doing a draft league for funsies with a bunch of other Pokemon podcasts. We'll be posting a lot of that content to our YouTube. Um, the draft is also next weekend. I guess I should mention that on this show. I totally forgot. Um, <laughs> the draft is next weekend and it will be on, it, we're going to be streaming it on our channel on our Twitch at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast. So you can watch the draft live if you want to there. If not, I'm sure it'll be recorded and we'll have you get posted on some YouTube channel somewhere far away. Um, <laughs> it prob ours, maybe ours, maybe some joint YouTube. I'm not sure yet. Uh, I'm not the one in charge of running it. So I'm just here to have fun and have a party. <laughs> Uh, but we are we are looking to it. Uh, also, if you do want to, um, we have things such as so I'm the team I'm coaching. The coat name is uh, the Lavender Town Grangars because we're the Puckle Podcast here in Lavender Town Radio ta- in the Lavender Town Radio Tower. So if you want to get, um, we have a logo and a shirt and everything for that already up on our T Public Store. So if you're interested in picking that up or any of the amazing art that Basket has, definitely check out our T Public Store. Uh, tpublic.com slash puckle podcast because you yeah you did all of the did you finish the art for everybody oh yeah yeah i've yeah we we uh um <clears throat> basically we decided we were gonna draw um <clears throat> designs for all of the uh viridian guild and uh so yeah you can grab a shirt or a mug with uh your favorite puckle host or co-host um off of t public um along with their favorite pokemon and uh some of them are pretty funny yeah, We've and and whoever sells the late least amount of them is uh, going to be voted off the island. <laughs> so it was nice knowing you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that that's actually not going to happen. But if you want to go get those, uh, we would appreciate it. It helps support the show, and you get something cool out of it. Uh, so. Uh, other than that, though, we do have a few other things. If you want to keep up with all the Puckle goodness, you can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, all the social media. We're we're probably there. Um, you can check us out. That's at Puckle Podcast and Facebook.com slash Puckle Podcast and r slash Puckle. Um, if you want to keep up with us and keep doing some more awesome content, like I said, throughout the week, we do uh, Puckle Plus every Thursday. You can get an extra episode, whether it be TCG Cast this week. The week after that, I think, is Game Corner. The week after that is to be to determined because I think we're doing some rescheduling with TCG Cast this month. And I think it's going to be the comeback for Puckle Live. And then maybe, just maybe, if you're all very good and you you weren't put on Santa's naughty list, you'll get a Puckle Battlecast. Um, <laughs> if that remembers. That's the real answer. <laughs> and so if you guys want to get in on that, definitely do that uh, by subscribing to our Puckle Plus feed. And if you want to do uh, even more content, we're over at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast streaming. We're doing like a few days a week now. I'm actually really impressed with us. Orange Avenger, myself, and Jushiro are over there streaming, and we're having a good time most weekday nights. So definitely come on out, hang out with us, talk some Pokemon. 
And if you uh, want to help support the show, like I said, T Public, excellent place to do it. You get something in exchange for that. But if you want to help support the show on Twitch, you could do that by just using your free Twitch Prime subscription or an actual subscription if you want. However, I would suggest using our Patreon if you're just going to go and pay money for it because you'll we'll we'll receive more of that donation and we'll also just uh, we like hanging out with you guys and you get some extra content if you're a Twitch if you're on a Patreon that is if you're a patron. So check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash puckle podcast. And I think that is it for this week. So I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Mr. Maximus. And I'm Basket. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. As always, we here at the Puckle Podcast would like to thank our patrons for making everything that we do here possible. So let's get started. Let's thank Viger, Christian, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Dr. Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Nick, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Minor Minetric, Claude Nine, Justin, Kevin, R. Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Nathan, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Trevor, TJ, Doc Knox, Echo, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Louise, Wade, Daniel, Traby, Jonathan, Greg, Bodtack, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Jedi DJ, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Michael, Thomas, Zero, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph Walther, Inferno 235, Alex Ray Snyder, and The Real EV. Thanks, guys, and have a good Christmas and holiday season. I'm thinking that this Saturday, if we can work it out, we should swing an episode for you guys, do a live show. I'll post that on Patreon here. 
probably this week. And if you guys can make it out, we would appreciate to see you there. We can do it. And it'll be the renewal of Puckle Live on the Puckle Plus channel. So we will catch you guys on the flip flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.